War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle spot number 128. It is July 11th. It's about it's 5:20 in the p.m. It's rainy in Auburn, and this is the first Bloggle spot I've done since the end of February. So we're going on about four and a half, five months now. Uh, a lot of you have asked on the Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and all those fun places when the bloggle spots were coming back. And I said probably around August because I think I started, I think the very first one was like August 4th or something like that last year um, when fall practice started. But today was SEC Media Days for Auburn and I figured it might be a good time to at least do one of these, maybe start them back. I don't know if I'll do them every day until fall practice starts because there's just not anything to talk about. But SEC Media Days was today and I guess I'll talk about that. So, as you know, um, or you may not know, Gus took uh, Montrevious Adams, Carl Lawson, and Marcus Davis to Media Days. They were the first team uh, to go. Get it? I'm sure Gus likes that, getting it out of the way. Um, so everybody's raring to go. And as it's kind of become the norm over the last few years, it's called SEC Media Days for a reason. And it's really because nobody really cares except for the media. And about 90% of the interviews and 90% of the tweets are pretty much just media interacting with media. It's a media convention is all it is, really. It's a chance for bros to act like they're cool because they saw another media bro that they only know from Twitter and they're hanging out with them. The information that comes out of it is pointless. It It's all the same. It's coach speak. Every once in a while you might get one little nugget and it's usually just something that had to be stretched to even make it remotely interesting. That's why the media loved um, Steve Spurrier because he would at least kind of talk trash every once in a while or say something other than, yeah, the SEC's tough, we hope to have a good year. And it, it's just, in the age of the internet and social media that we have now, it's just pointless. There's no reason for a TV station to send a crew or a camera or whatever from Kentucky to Hoover to see the ants to get to to get the same footage that thousands of other people are going to get when all of it's on SEC Network anyway. It's pointless. I don't know why I've turned this into a bash of SEC Media Days. Whatever. I get it as a media member. It's exciting. But outside of that, it's all the same. It's the same tweet over and over and over. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, Gus didn't say anything too, too you know, out there, of course. We know that. We knew that regardless of who he is. But uh, the only thing the media tried to make something of was the fact that Byron Cowart, Jeremiah Denson, Carlton Davis, and can't think of the other guy right now, um, they're not going to be suspended for a game because they got arrested with weed two months ago, three months ago. And we already knew that. If you live in Auburn, if you follow anybody, you knew that wasn't going to happen. I guess the national media or the out-of-state media didn't know that, <clears throat> but we knew that. They weren't going to be punished. Now, that's a that's something for people for for righteous media to, to get on and be like, well, why aren't you why aren't you penalizing them again? They were smoking they got caught with weed. Well, first of all, it was a long time ago. I mean, the first game is over a month away, and this happened two or three months ago. 
Number two, they probably ran them till they couldn't think straight. And you'd like to say they'll never do it again. You never know. But pretty sure what they did to them as far as punishment is way worse than missing a game. Especially four or five months after the offense. People think, people act like if you don't punish somebody for a game, then you've done nothing. It's his decision. This is what we this is what we went with, went through with with Duke Williams last year. It's his decision to do what he wants to do, and there is no police for this. There's no judge or jury. There's nothing for that. It's a it's a rule. They went through the legal process, whatever that was. Probably had to pay a fine or something, and it's on their record. They went through that, and now people act like you've got to suspend somebody for a game anytime they've done anything wrong. On the flip side, you've got Nick Saban, who's got friends in Louisiana still, who, when two guys are arrested, which what looks like a drug deal, with stolen guns, nothing's going to happen. That gets dropped. I guarantee you they don't miss a game, and nobody will say a word about it. Not one word. But even Auburn, some of Auburn's beat reporters, and you know who they are, are questioning Gus on not suspending these guys for a game like... He's doing it just because uh, we're playing Clemson. Not sure if you noticed, but Byron Cowart hasn't exactly been a uh, game changer yet. Carlton Davis, very good. Yeah, he's awesome, especially as for a freshman last year. Holding him out might hurt. Holding Byron Cowart out for a game or half wouldn't really hurt, based on what we've seen. Jeremiah Denson, he didn't play after the Texas A&M game last year. He's the one that got targeted against, and they never and they took it back. If you don't remember that, um, I can't remember who the other guy was. I know who it is. I just can't think of his name. Um, but anyway, it, it, who cares? It people act like it affects them that nobody that these people are not going to sit out a game because they got caught with weed months ago. And I know it's against the law. And I've never smoked weed, never will, and have always kind of been against it. But if it, I'm not against it anymore, honestly. If it's legal in certain states, it should be legal everywhere, and it should be taxed. I don't condone smoking it, but if it's legal, then let everybody smoke it. Let everybody do whatever they want to do with it. Have a legal limit, or have a legal age, and maybe somehow a limit. I don't know how you would do that. But, if, I mean, I'm not trying to justify that they're right or they're okay in doing this. But don't act like that when it's legal elsewhere is a reason to get somebody kicked out or not, you know, not play a game for that. Just because you pull for Alabama or just because you're a beat reporter and you don't like the answers Gus always gives you. Uh, speaking of answers that players will give you, uh, I'm going to post the videos, a few videos and stuff that I found uh, of all the, the guys at Media Days today. And one thing that stuck out to me was Carl Lawson. He's, uh, when he was speaking with the media, especially kind of one of the smaller settings, I can't remember what room that is or whatever, he was very kind of, not cocky, but just very honest and very, uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to use here, uh, not cocky, uh, confident, why can't I think of that word, uh, confident and honest and just almost kind of snippy. I mean, it could come off snippy. I guess if you were the person answering the question or asking the question, 
you might kind of feel dumb after you answer, after you asked it. There were some questions where he just gave one-word answers, and that's that's going to come with nervousness and not being used to sitting in front of 50 people answering questions. But a lot of times they were like, you could tell like some of the some of the writers and reporters were getting slightly frustrated because he was giving short answers, and then one guy was like, after he gave his answer, was like, well, how, why, tell us, and he was like, what do you mean, how, why, tell us? I mean, he's kind of getting, you know, going back at him, which is good to see. Um, he wouldn't give anything away. He, they kept trying to get in the get in his mind and get, ask ask questions for Gus. That's the new tactic: is ask the players either a question about the another player or the coach, and hope that they'll give something away. Like they kept asking Montrevious Adams the questions that Carl wouldn't answer. Like Carl said, he won't tell us his goals. What do you think his goals are? Which sure, whatever. That's just I don't know. A little cheap, I guess you could say. Um, one, what else? Uh, Gus said that Marcus Davis is the team leader, which that's fine and all. That's just kind of out of the blue. Um, I was when I was doing my countdown to kickoff on Twitter uh, earlier this, I guess about a month ago now, since he's number eighty. Uh, we're on fifty what four today. Um, I was just very surprised that Marcus Davis was a senior. I knew that. It's just caught me off guard. I mean, he was the guy who made that awesome catch looking back into the sun at Texas A&M when we beat Johnny Manziel in 2013. And he's had a few touchdowns and been around, but it just he's been under the radar and he's a senior. So Gus said he's, he's the leader. You would expect maybe Carl, and maybe he means the offensive leader, but you would expect maybe Carl or uh, – Montrevious Adams or, I don't know, a few other players to be the leader, and they're probably the leaders on defense, but, um, and that was one funny question. They asked Carl, they said, do you, this girl said, do you see yourself as a leader of the defense? He said, yes, I do. And that was it. And to us, that's funny, but it, to another team, if you're a fan of another team or a, a writer, you probably see that as snippy and, I don't know, kind of whatever. Uh, so what else? We've got 54 days. Obviously, the bloggle spots have been sparse. The blogs have been sparse. Been on a few beach trips. The real job has about killed me this summer. Um, two kids, Little League, all that is killing me. But it's not going to end. We're not going to end War Bloggle because of all that. Uh, it's just the summer doldrums. And now, as they say, it's over because of media days. It's not really because after next week, we've still got what, 47 more days, uh, but it's it's closer. Um, one thing I noticed from the line of questioning uh, to all the players is that pretty much nobody's giving Auburn a chance at all. They're not saying it's going to be a terrible season, but they're not expecting much better than last year, um, which is always really, really stupid because, or it's really stupid to give that thought credence because what did they say about Auburn last year? National Championship, Heisman Trophy. Obviously, a lot of little things happened that derailed that. Um, but obviously, the media was wrong. I mean, they could have been right at the time, but things happen. Uh, there's always two or three teams that are way wrong on for whatever reason. If it's if the team just wasn't good or people get hurt or people get kicked off the team, all those things happen against Auburn, uh, for Auburn. Um but I just think it's funny how we still act like 
anybody's opinion matters um, after the year before they were so wrong. The media has gotten it right when they picked the SEC champion. I think they've gotten it right five times out of like 25 times. And we still sit there and let them affect what we think about a coach and what we think about who should be on the hot seat and all that kind of stuff. They are no more different than anybody that just can sit there and study the numbers and look at it. It's all a guess. And that's what Media Days is. It's asking a bunch of questions. We, we really act like them sitting there in that room and acting, asking a coach, what will be your strengths this year? Or how do you come back from last year? Gives them a, a perspective that nobody else can see. And they sit there and study those answers and they go, well, based off of all of this, I will put Auburn fourth in the West. I'm not saying Auburn's gonna be any better than fourth in the West. You have no clue. Obviously, last year was a, was a huge indicator that nobody ever has a clue. It's real easy right now to pick Alabama to be number one every year, and so far you've been right a lot. I'm not saying you have to be you have to go out on a limb, uh, but it, it's I don't know you. Nobody, even if somebody thought Auburn was going to be good, they're not going to say it because they don't have anything to go off of. It, it it's always that way. You Auburn had a decent season in 2014, not great especially by 2013 standards. They took a step back. They lost some games at the end they shouldn't have. Should have beaten Alabama. Got killed by Georgia, whatever. Um, but they saw Jeremy Johnson coming back, a lot of the running backs coming back, whatever. It was looking like it was going to be a step up. And then it wasn't. That Those are the kind of step outs that, that media will take. They will not take a step out if the year before was bad. They never do a trend up from bad. They'll do a trend up from mediocre, but they don't, you know, Auburn doesn't have a quarterback selection right now. They don't have anything to go by, so they're not going to guess good. Again, that's all they're doing is guessing. They're not going to guess good. They're going to say Auburn's defense is going to be good because they know who's going to play. But if Auburn doesn't tell you who their quarterback is, they have the media has no reason to think Auburn's going to be good because they don't know what they're basing it off of. So when the media tells you that Auburn's going to go seven and five, and that's what Clay Travis predicted today, when Auburn goes seven and five, it's because they don't know what they're saying. They don't know who is going. They don't know what team is going to be on the field. So in a way, they're not sliding Auburn. They are kind of, but in, on the other side, they don't know what team they've got. So they're not going to say anything good about it. By the way, seven and five would include losing five games to like top 10 teams. So that's another thing people are going to have to have to kind of suck up this year. If you're already thinking that Gus needs to be fired, but Auburn loses five games next year and they're all top 10 teams, what are you going to say? I mean, Auburn, Gus Balzon could be the best coach of all time and still lose five games to top 10 teams. Once again, Auburn has a terrible terrible a really hard schedule uh but that's just it in the sec nobody plays teams like georgia and alabama on the road to end the season though not one team in the nation does that for some reason we won't ever fix that but i'll get into that another day oh that kind of felt good 
to be back. We'll see if we have if this happens again. I'm sure I'll do a few of these while media days is going on, and then once spring practice gets back, I'll get back into it again. Um, more stuff will be at warbloggle.com soon. As always, follow me on Twitter, warbloggle, W-A-R-B-L-O-G-L-E. Same thing on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Pokemon. I'm just kidding. I, I did download it today, but I have no idea what it is. Um, I know what it is, but I don't know what I'm doing. But anyway, that's it. Bloggle spot number 128, done. War Eagle.